0: Welcome to Interesting Times. I'm Joe Streckert. Today's episode is a mystery. A mystery that remains unsolved, a mystery that a lot of people have thought about, something that has haunted both Ireland and the British Empire for over a century now. And a lot of solutions have been put forward about the answer to this mystery, solutions that range from political extremist to drunkenness to Thieving femme fatales. And that mystery is, who stole the Irish crown jewels? First, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Ireland had crown jewels? Kind of. Uh, They were decidedly more jewels than they were crown. And they were not something that were really Irish. They were a creation of the British Empire. So the crown jewels were not a literal crown that an Irish monarch wore as part of a fancy hat. Rather, they were a pair of badges worn by the British monarch when they were acting as the sovereign of the Order of St. Patrick, or the British monarch's stand-in whenever the king or queen wasn't available, and they were being the leader of this knightly order. Um, The jewels themselves, they were encrusted with a series of diamonds and rubies and emeralds and bore the Latin motto of the Order of St. Patrick, qui separabit," or who can separate us. So... These are very much British tools that they were using to bind Ireland to it. Uh, We're calling them the Irish crown jewels, but they were only called that after they got stolen. These are really stuff that the British monarch wore when they were, you know, performing ceremonies that were part and parcel of Britain controlling Ireland. And the Knights of St. Patrick, again, they're not some kind of homegrown Irish organization who got together for, you know, or whatever, they were analogous to similar organizations for England and Scotland. England had the Order of the Garter, and Scotland had the Order of the Thistle. Wales, though, did not get a special knightly order of its own equivalent to these. Wales is, technically, part of southern England, a little technicality that I imagine various Welsh people are maybe somewhat resentful of. The Regalia of the Order of St. Patrick. It was worn by the monarch during investiture ceremonies when they inducted new knights into this order. When not being worn or displayed, the regalia lived in a safe in Dublin Castle, and they were in the care of the Ulster King of Arms, a man named Arthur Vickers. Vickers appears to have had kind of a loosey-goosey approach to security for the Irish crown jewels. For instance, in 1903, Dublin Castle got a new safe for the jewels And the safe, it turned out, was too large to fit in the doorway of the strong room at that castle. So Vickers, instead of getting a new safe that could actually fit inside the castle's vault, just figured that the safe with the crown jewels could hang out in his office. So Dublin Castle, they had this large vault specifically made for holding really valuable stuff, but probably the most valuable things there... They were just hanging out in a safe in some guy's office, which is comparatively less secure than a castle strongroom. Um, also, Vickers, Ulster King of Arms at Dublin Castle, was known to regularly get really, really drunk at night, and on one occasion, he was found coming out of a drunken stupor wearing the crown jewels himself. Either he got really sloshed and decided to play dress-up, or he passed out and somebody else decided that it was time for a game of decorate the drunk. And what else to decorate a drunk with than with fancy jeweled badges that kings wear? Either way, this was not an ideal security situation for the fancy monarch badges that Vickers was supposed to be safeguarding. And sometime in the early half of 1907, the regalia of the Order of St. Patrick, the so-called Irish crown jewels, were stolen. There was no sign of forced entry at Dublin Castle. No broken windows, no busted locks, nothing. King Edward VII, he was on his way to Ireland for an investiture ceremony to induct a few more knights into the Order of St. Patrick, and on July 6, 1907, Vickers checked in on the jewels, and lo and behold, the safe was empty. Uh, The jewels had last been seen on March 15th of that year, when Vickers showed them off to a visiting nobleman. So that leaves merely a four-month period when, at some point, someone, somehow, spirited away King Edward's fancy Irish jewelry. Also stolen were the bejeweled collars of five members of the Order of St. Patrick, and some jewels that belonged to Vickers' mom that he was also keeping in the safe. Uh, King Edward was apparently furious that someone had made off with his fabulous accessories, And he still paid a visit to Ireland, but the investiture ceremony for the new members of the Order of St. Patrick did not move forward. Uh, Those shiny rocks were, apparently, pretty important to him. The Dublin police showed up, began an investigation, and the inspector in charge of the operation said that he was pretty sure that he knew who did it. Unfortunately for history, though, the inspector's police report has never been released. Curious. Uh, Vickers, of course, was the obvious suspect. After all, he is the guy who had the only two keys for that safe, which again was in his office. He immediately denied stealing the jewels, and he began throwing shade and accusations at his subordinate, Francis Shackleton, who, by the way, was the brother of the famous Antarctic explorer, Ernest Shackleton. Um, However, Francis was not nearly as with it and together and intrepid and admirable as his brother was, as we'll soon see. Further investigation, though, exonerated Shackleton, whom Vickers had insisted, was behind it all. Ultimately, neither the Dublin police or England's own Scotland Yard were able to arrest anyone for the actual theft, but Vickers was found guilty of not exercising due diligence in guarding the Irish crown jewels. And like any good unsolved mystery... We've got a number of theories, suppositions, and wild ideas floating around about what exactly happened. Theory 1. Vickers stole the jewels. This is probably the most straightforward theory. He had the keys to the safe. There was no sign that the lock had been forced or broken. He was in a great position to steal the jewelry. All the obvious signs point at him. However, after the incident, it does not seem that Vickers started living the life of somebody who suddenly got a gigantic infusion of cash. He didn't seem to have started treating himself to surf and turf or fancy new hats every week, and the theft of the Irish crown jewels seems to have shamed him for the rest of his life. He maintained his innocence until he died, and by all accounts was haunted by his failure to safeguard something so valuable. So, if he did steal those jewels... He never really started living a fancy life and apparently had a lot of guilt about it. Theory 2 Francis Shackleton, Vickers's underling, had them stolen. Shackleton's big alibi about not stealing the jewels was that he was in England during the jewel heist, so he couldn't possibly have taken them. There is a four month period of time and he was not in Ireland during any of it. However, it's entirely possible that he hired somebody else to take the jewels for him. This is maybe plausible, because unlike his Antarctic-exploring brother, Francis Shackleton was something of a 'er ne'er-do-well. If this theory is true, though, then stealing a huge chunk of valuable jewelry didn't solve Shackleton's various money problems. In 1914, he was convicted of and imprisoned for, and I'm not making this up, stealing from a widow. If Francis Shackleton did steal the Irish crown jewels, then he never got a chance to fence them, and... Even if he had all that cash on hand, it didn't do anything to stop his widow stealing from habit. Again, ne'er do well. Theory three, the jewels were stolen by either Irish Unionists or British Republicans to humiliate the British monarchy. There were plenty of people in Ireland who wanted Ireland to be a single country, and there were, and are, plenty of people in the United Kingdom who would rather it be a republic. Uh, One theory goes that Irish Unionists stole the jewels, smuggled them to the U.S., disassembled them, fenced them, and used them to fund the Unionist cause. Another theory goes that maybe British Republicans stole these things, had them, humiliated the monarchy, and then secretly gave them back to the crown to avoid a big scene or scandal, but knowing that they would never actually be displayed again. So, these theories are appealing. Uh, I kind of like the idea of Clandestine conspiracies, stealing fancy stuff to humiliate monarchs, uh, especially the one about the unionist. I find that totally plausible, but we have no real evidence for something like this happening. Theory four: Vickers's mistress did it. One story that the London Mail floated around about the Irish crown jewels was that Vickers was seduced by some unnamed femme fatale, who got into his good graces and pants, managed to copy his keys, ended up coming into his office during the dead of night opened a safe, stole the jewels, and then skipped off to France. Vickers denied this story, said that he had never had a mistress, accused the London Mail of libel, and then sued them to the tune of 5,000 pounds. This story is scandalous and would make great fodder for a movie about a globe-trotting seductress who goes around the world, seduces dudes, and then uses that to steal shiny objects. I would watch that movie. And it appears that the London Mail made that all up to sell some newspapers. Theory 5. This is my favorite. Drunken orgies. There is basically no evidence to support this, but in 1908 an article surfaced in an Irish-American newspaper called the Gaelic American, alleging that the Office of Arms in Dublin Castle was home to all manner of drinking, homosexual activity, bacchanalia, debauchery of one kind and another. And another, you know, all kinds of good, clean fun, on a regular basis. According to this article in this newspaper, The Gaelic American, one of Shackleton's associates, a Captain Richard George, stole the jewels and everyone knew it. However, he threatened to reveal the truth about the Office of Arms' drunken, regular sex parties if they blew his cover. So, supposedly, that police inspector from earlier, that never released his police report, suppressed it. Shackleton and Gorge got away with it. However, I mentioned earlier that Shackleton was later imprisoned for stealing from a widow, which vaguely sounds like something that Silver Age Lex Luthor would do, and Gorge was later imprisoned for manslaughter. It seems very possible that if this was a real thing, that these guys were blackmailing the Ulster King of Arms and threatening to blab about their bacchanalia, that one or both of these guys might have mentioned this while they were in prison. Because what else would you talk about in prison? But that does not appear to have happened. And lastly, there's a very, very real possibility that Vickers just got really, really blitzed one night, as he was wont to do, got out the jewels because he thought they were cool, and lost them. I hope that's not the case. I, for one, hope that there's more elaborate and improbable layers to this story than just one guy getting really tanked And then losing some stuff. Uh, I really want the thing about the bacchanalia or the political intrigue or the femme fatale or something like that to be the actual solution. But I have to admit that this seems slightly more plausible than those stories, especially because Vickers, you know, was known to get really drunk and wake up wearing the British monarch's jewelry. 1922 saw the creation of the Irish Free State and the island, well, most of it, drifted apart from the UK, and the very existence of any Irish crown jewels became something of a moot anachronism. The Order of St. Patrick, though, that kind of sort of still exists, but the last member died in 1974, so it's functionally extinct. If the Queen really wanted to make more members of the Order, she technically could, but doing that would probably have something of a chilling effect on Irish-British relations, so it's probably best that the order, like the so-called Irish crown jewels, stays lost to time. And, in all probability, we will never know who took the jewels, or why. I would kind of love to know the answer, but I also kind of love having this mystery to appreciate. Sometimes the dissatisfaction that comes with not knowing something is just as interesting and tantalizing, if not more so, than actual knowledge itself. Interesting Times is recorded at the studios of Portland's own X-Ray FM, 91.1 and 107.1. We are engineered by Arthur Rizzotto, and we are not funded by stealing and fencing jewels from the British Monarch. We're funded by you, by crowdfunding, specifically on Patreon. Go to interestingtimespodcast.com and click on the support link to support the podcast. We're on iTunes. Please do go on iTunes. Search for Interesting Times. Give us a rating. Give us a good rating. Give us a review. Write a glowing wonderful review that is helpful and helps other people find the show. Uh, I am on Twitter at Joe Streckert. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash interesting times with Joe Streckert. Find us on social media. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and I will see you next week. Thanks, folks. Bye.